Hi, welcome to Lambert Park Church. Our vision is life with God for the world. Our mission is to invite everyone to follow Jesus with us through redemptive community, intentional discipleship, and everyday mission. We're so glad you're here. Stay tuned for the podcast coming right up. All right, I'm going to invite up Simon Goff to join me here. So as a church, if you are with us, a part of us, you'll know. If you're new, you have, won't know. But we say that our vision is life with God for the world. That is not an organizational vision statement. But that is a statement of what we think God is dreaming of. That all people across this world, all of creation, would be reconciled to God in Christ. Would come to know life. Life with God for the world. And because of that, we have partners. We have a missional engagement team that Simon Goff leads, has been a part of for, I don't know, like 45 years? Is that right? Yeah. And a team of folks that help us live in, sorry, what happened there? Okay. <laughs> um, that help us live in partnership with friends, both local heat who are engaged in active, vital work in our city and then on the other side, around the world. And specifically today, we're talking about our partnerships with Food for the Hungry in Ethiopia. Um, this is going to be a very different sort of morning, okay? This is not a typical sermon, okay, we're opening Colossians. However, I do want to open Colossians for one second. <laughs> On the topic, thank you. Uh, this is kind of a Colossians 4 moment, Okay. Colossians 4, verse 7. This is the kind of passage that's weird to preach on, but it's real. Paul writes near the end of his letter to the Colossians, he says, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is my dear brother. He is a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He's coming with Onesimus, and today that's Daniel and Samson and Etzegonet and uh, Abara. And they're coming to encourage us and to share with us what God is doing where they are. And this is how the gospel works through people who become brothers, who become sisters, who become family, and who serve. And we pray, we've sung today. Speaking Jesus over all things, over all places. And these are friends of ours that we have a privilege to hear from today. So I hope that you will hear today's unique service in the context of God's heart for the world that we are called into. Simon, step up here. Uh, I just, let's just use this. I don't, is that one on? Can we use that one? Oh, it's great. Stellar. Um, Simon, how did our journey with FH begin? Okay, well, that was 18 years ago, for those in the congregation who were here 18 years bef uh, before, and it happened in the minds of a couple of young people, uh, they're probably like 19, 21, who just kind of had this thought and this dream, which became a reality that was that, it's like, we should partner with a village in Africa, 
And it was just like a crazy thought, crazy dream. And it had come out of um, a a retreat we'd had with Food for the Hungry. And from those little kernels of ideas, we started talking to people. And we ended up going in 2005, in January. There are some people in the room who came with me on that, that trip. And that was a chance to to see whether the vision of partnership was there. And so that's where it all came from. And there's been a lot of history since then. What was it about FH, Food for the Hungry? Because there's lots of agencies doing development work around the world. What was it about FH that pulled you and others in? Yeah. So I think it's, it's like our time with FH has, has changed us. Right from the beginning, it changed our minds. It made us think about missions in a way that we'd never been thinking at Lambrick. Um, It changed the realities of what we would do. Uh, And so we ended up going there to end poverty together. Thank thank you for the... Yeah. Um, but yeah, what you'll see with the, the, with the presentation today as well is that Food for the Hungry is looking to end poverty, is looking for communities to th- thrive throughout the world, is looking with God's mind and heart and saying, it's like, where can we come alongside people and make change? And in doing that, in partnership, we've changed it's like our minds have changed, missions changed, our, f- our bodies have changed, we've been there, we've given, we've come alongside sponsored kids. It's like we've, we've and, but more importantly, and this, Abra, was a lesson we learned from you, uh, 2014, I realized it's all about relationship. It started from relationship with Food for the Hungry, and it continues as Christians together across the world, it's, it stays in relationship. And unless you come to us, unless we go to you, we're praying for each other all the time. We're working out what's, what's going on, how we can help, times of suffering, times of plenty. It's like this is where it's all about. It's all about being in relationship together. That's what we've learned and that's what's changed our hearts as we've gone our hearts as we go again, um, and our church. So, Awesome. Thank you, Simon. Um, I'll just add, I think, you know, we're in the process right now of building a relationship in Moldova, and we have a team of folks that are planning to go to Moldova this summer to explore a relationship as well with a beautiful, holistic Christian ministry there uh, called Beginning of Life. With the the goal of not just helping fund what they're doing, but entering into a real partnership where they become not just a project on the other side of the world, but our brothers and sisters. And I felt it this morning as I talked with you and I asked about, we were looking through the, the photo book from the trip we did in 2019. And there's a list there of all the local staff who work in the Kebales, the communities where we are partnered in the Mid Highlands. And one of you read off the list and then said, oh, but this person, Mulugeta, at the bottom of the list, he's passed away. And I was there for 10 days, and I just held this, still, all these years later, like this well of grief. And that's what, we, that's what God's calling us to, is to a partnership that bleeds, where you come to become our brothers, and we become your brothers, and we're not just standing on the world as a bunch of largely white Westerners with privilege and opportunities, but we get to stand alongside 
of what God is doing through other gifted, godly people on the other side of the world as they do beautiful work. Um, ending poverty one community at a time. Um, us not doing it for them, but us coming alongside and walking with you as you walk with others as they change the life in their own community. So we'll leave it at that. Um, I want to ask your team all to stand up for one second, including Rhonda, and turn around to the room. I want to introduce to you our friends. I'm sorry for you online, this may be not in the light very well, but uh, this is Rhonda Davison, Rhonda and her son Daniel, and they live in Abbotsford, and Rhonda is a part of FH Canada, and she helps us in, live in this relationship, but she's our go-between, but also she just connects us at times, we're thankful for you, Rhonda. This is Etzegonet. Uh, Etzegonet is uh, the newest face to those of us that know the FH team. Um, her role is the National Development Programs Director. They have very each of these folks, their reach is across their whole nation or across a whole region, and we're so thankful for them. So welcome to you. And then beside you is Abara. Oh, I'm not going to try to say your other names, your last names, because I always, that's no good. But we're so glad you're with us. Abra, Abra is the Sasiga project manager. So he's the one leading the team that is most on the ground right in our region. And beside him is Daniel. Daniel is the interim country director for FH Ethiopia. Welcome, Daniel. Hands, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> And lastly, with, I think, the extra big smile, Samson Ketcha. Samson has been with us before, so some of us will remember him. He was with us, what year was that, 2018? 2019. 2019? Yeah. Okay, just before our last team went. And can I ask those that went on one of the trips to Ethiopia to stand? Who Are you in the room? Brian, Simon, Jeff and Rosemary, Brenda Lee. There's others in the kitchen, other places. Okay, thank you, friends. All right, all right, I'm going to invite... Abera, Abera to come up and share with us. Um, he has prepared. Thank you, yes. Um, do you have any notes? On your phone, you're so techy. Okay. Okay, he's going to guide us through uh, sharing with us. Pardon me? Uh, yeah, they will, they'll guide you through it. Or you can guide, you can just say next and they will move on or help me out. Just say help me and we'll get you. <laughs> All right, there you go. Good? Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Lambic Park Church. I'm very much pleased today. Uh, for me, it is a very historic day. Uh, this is the will of God. God is great. Uh, first of all, I would like to convey the message uh, from the church leaders of Sasiga community, uh, staff, and uh, the community, the, the wider communities. They really uh, uh, told me when I, we, were, we were communicating them that we are going to Canada. So they told us that, please, Abara, tell them that because God blessed them and we are blessed. And tell them that, let God bless them abundantly. <laughs> this is what they said. And secondly, I want to just leave for you uh, from Bible version uh, Hebrew uh, 
God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Amen. Yeah. This is what has been, uh, Simon has been saying. Uh, you have demonstrated the love God gave to you Practically demonstrated in the life of the Sajiga community. You were loved by God, then you loved the other people. You don't know those people. By color or by name or by what? But you love them in Jesus Lord. And again, you go on in the same procedure to support this needy community. We have a lot. Still, there are needy communities stretching their hands to us to support them. So we need to stand for them because God put us for others, not only for ourselves. Thank you. Let me proceed for my, to my presentation. Uh, I hope the slide will be uh, moving on. Uh, going to this uh, presentation, uh, most of you, or a few of you ha used to come to Sasiga area some of you five times, six times, and you know Sasiga community, uh, most of them were needy, most of them were poor people, most of them need support. So after intervention of FH, what was the change? Maybe it is your question. Because you have been contributing, you have been supporting, you have been doing a lot. So what, what, what is the change then? Is a question most people may ask. So I will be dealing with that. The first is the, ob the objective. What's the objective of the project? It is just to improve the living standard of these target communities in Sasiga area. The needy communities, the life of these uh, poor communities will be changed at the end of the project life. This is the general objective uh, uh, we put in design. To attain this uh, objective, we used four major components. Especially these are all related to the life of the people. Education, health and nutrition, livelihood and the DRR, all these are related to human uh, uh, life. We work on education, establishing a school block, providing combined desks and uh, for library specialists, books. To do what? To at least uh, uh, articulate or to, to, to just make very attractive environment for the children to learn. So that after we built these schools, school blocks, the teaching learning has been, you know, improved. Early child development is, uh, establishment is also another, another uh, point. Early child development, you know, in, in Sasiga area, there have not been uh, child development centers. After an establishment of these child centers, then the children started counting, especially the numeracy and the literacy, started reading, started, you know, improving their own reading capacity, the great achievement, the life of the children, especially under preschools, were really improved after the establishment of these child centers. In the livelihood area, 
uh, especially the livelihood, improving the livelihood of these communities, especially this is, or the whole, the household, the community. Uh, if the livelihood is improved, the child can learn. The child can run away, can make every, everything. The child, the family can do everything. So. Uh, in improving the life of these communities, you know, we have been working on improving, the, providing the different types of vegetable seeds, improving uh, coffee plantation to just make what? To just develop income by the family. When agricultural diversification, there is no other industry. The, the industry that we have dominantly is what? Agriculture. So what did we do is to just make agriculture to produce capital, to produce income through coffee plantation. And then uh, you see the, this person is uh, we, we, where we have just provided uh, grafted avocado for these communities. Uh, the grafted avocado is used for what? For eating and as well also for sale to develop an income by the community. And the, the, the other side you see the, what the, the biogas. The biogas has not been introduced in that area before the intervention of FH. It is FH who introduced the biogas. The biogas, you know, people were just collecting firewood from forest areas, from far distance. And the smoking side effects on women and the burden of workload are numerous. So, you know, after the introduction of this biogas, some of the families have already started using this biogas and developed uh, really uh, maintain their health status for that matter. And as well also, in a very short time, preparing the feed staff for the family. And here you see the um, domestic animals, especially the small ruminants, were, you know, when with the design was made, prepared, the, the offspring is, the first offspring is given to the next family because this is just replicating with a very few amount of money, replicating the impact in the life of the communities. So you see now when the transfer of the uh, small ruminant to, uh, is provided to the other uh, or the next farmer. Uh, here is actually the, uh, the farmer is uh, using the donkey to carry what? To carry the water or fetching the water from the far distances. Actually, they used to use what? They, they used to use their own shoulders. They used to use their own labor. Uh, this is also another progress for that. And this, if you see this kit, uh, we did not provide uh, this poultry to this family, but we provided vegetable seeds. The vegetable seeds were harvested, managed, and sold for, for income. And then both hands. And then, the, you know, it's not, this is not the procedure to, it's not end on this part, but it continues. Then heifers and cows and like that, you know, the progress, the progress of development is going ahead. So this is uh, the impact of the project we observe in that in the area. This is the, uh, the other part in the, the, the women pa, uh, picture you see uh, is the saving uh, groups, saving and the loan association. You know, in the rural communities, there is no rural financial institution that provides money for the poor communities. So what, we, what, what the project did is we organized the women groups 
and they contributed their own money monthly and developed the income, uh, borrowed to the needy communities, to, the, to their members. One very important thing I want to mention here is, during the rainy season, especially during July, August, September, there is no money, especially there is no income in the rural communities. What do they do, these saving groups? They borrow the money for their members out of interest to three or four months. Then after four or five months, they get back the money without interest because they are members, this is their own money, and they don't need to go out or to, to search for other money, and so they, 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 we developed financial institutions in the rural communities, which is very amazing. And here we see the, the, the beehives, the modern beehives. Traditionally, actually, these people were doing, but what we did is we trained them, we just provided them these modern beehives, and these modern beehives started producing honey, and the honey also went on providing money, meaning the honey is sold and then provides money for the family, and then the family produces the capital, and the capital will be improving the life of these communities. <coughs> this part, the water, you know, uh, this is the water, uh, the, the spring, and you have the hand wells. These are the two schemes developed in the communities. Mostly we do on hand wells for construction and, and as well also spring development. Both of them are very important because, you know, these people used to use from very distant areas, fetch water from very distant areas, from flowing water, from unstreamed streams, unprotected streams. But currently, after the intervention of the FH, you know, we constructed springs and uh, hand wheels, and the people really were provided with potable water. So the burden of going very long distance fetching water and uh, wasting their time is simplified, reduced. So uh, this is really an impact where we can see. And the kid is also using um, the, the, the water uh, from the water point. This is a construction we uh, have in the school compound. You know, in the previous times, we used to uh, construct hand wells mostly in the communities. Uh, but later in the mid-highland area, we started constructing this water point in the in the schools, in the school compound, because the sponsored children we support are also uh, being, they need to be provided with clean water. And so uh, the schools, some of the schools are nowadays uh, provided with these uh, hand wells, and really uh, our children can access uh, the, 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 the clean water. Sorry, before, before going to this area, I want to mention a very uh, small, uh, some points on sponsorship program. Well, the CFESCT or the sponsorship program is a child development. Child development is building nation. It's a building generation. It's a work, working on building generation. We all are not constant on this earth. We go one day, but we are preparing the coming generation. Yes? So when FH is working on uh, this sponsorship program, uh, especially in our area, we support more than 2,100 uh, kids. And one farmer told us one day that, you know, mostly the rich people, you know, likes to have, you know, uh, 
people looking for cows, looking for cows for their own domestic animals, yes. So they, they, they search for some children out of school in the, in the corner or in the areas. You know, they told us that this person told us, oh, nowadays we, couldn't, we, we cannot get children. Where? Why? After FH intervened in the area, people be, became really conscious and changed their mind and started sending the, the boys and the girls equally to schools. So, you know, this is the change, by the way. You know, be, be, before, they used to give their child to another person, another rich person, and that rich person uses the, the, the boy and provide some, maybe cow, maybe something, heifer or hyphen like that. But nowadays that trend changed. This is a very big impact which really brought by you. This is an impact brought by you also. So uh, this one is uh, uh, really, you see, uh, some of the staffs uh, of FH Canada here. You know, um, during, the, sorry. Pardon? What does DRR stand for? Pardon? What does DRR stand for? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just. Uh, Disaster risk reduction. Yeah, thank you. That part I missed. I, I just escaped. That part is, especially, you know, uh, the disaster risk reduction is just, we are preparing the community leaders. We are training the community leaders to forecast what will happen in the future, to, to enable them to plan what will happen in the next year. What will happen during the rainy season if the high erratic rainfall comes to the area and maybe affect and damage the, the, the crops and like that? They pre, they, they, we are just enabling them to pre, prepare themselves to pre-plan for something that may happen or may not happen, but preparing the community for uh, critical times. That is a very important area that I miss. And so in the sponsorship program, I, I just have stated it. And uh, nowadays, uh, this program, uh, this uh, part is uh, highly effective. And uh, uh, what, we, what, what we learn, what we uh, you know, see from these communities, you know, the, the, the families or the households tend to send their boy children, boys to school than the girls before. But after we, after we went on working on gender uh, issues, especially considering with girl education, then nowadays the, 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 the enrollment rate we have, the, the, the net enrollment rate we have, or the registration, if you see the registration book of the school, the number of girls and the number of boys are equal, balanced nowadays. So um, this is considering with the IDPs, and these are the IDPs are actually supporting uh, uh, those. Uh, okay, uh, the, the, especially the IDPs are internally displaced people as a result of problem of security, problem of war, because our areas, you know, this information, we had problems, challenges, and uh, different problems with the uh, war conflict area. But despite the challenges, actually, we went on uh, uh, successfully. We went through all our programs. I want to mention that those uh, houses, you know, those we have here two houses, and other areas we have another one house. 
These people were displaced from other corners and their houses were burned down and uh, they really uh, came to their friend's uh, house area and uh, we got um, some fund for that and uh, provided some feed stuff and as well also constructed uh, uh, the, the house. Here in this area, uh, uh, for your just information, uh, especially the, during the first time, uh, we, we communicated our staff in Addis, uh, now we, they are with us, so they really pay, paid attention to it and provided uh, uh, funds. And uh, then after we were provided the fund, these people were really uh, supported and uh, enabled them to work their own works uh, in their area. Uh, well, this is, uh, may not be, this is actually um, the part, uh, nowadays uh, the system of planning is we need, we need a, as a planner, we need to keep in, scope and time and the budget that 100% we successfully went on through uh, 2022. Um, yeah, I have done, I think. Thank you. Can I invite you each up? All, can you each come up, please? Thank you. Um, I wonder how your uh, language skills are in Aromifa uh, and other Af uh, Ethiopian uh, common languages. I'm impressed with how able Abara is in uh, telling the story uh, for us. Um, there's so much in there. I, it strikes me how we often hear about child sponsorship programs. And it's hard for us to get our head around what that does. But as you said, it is ultimately about uh, community building. It's about a generation, building the next generation. And through that child's focused, it's child-focused community development. So these communities are of displaced people. It's amazing what has happened. The skills that your team brings into the life of a community is humbling. Uh, you are gifted leaders and the people who work with you are gifted leaders and the communities are blessed because of you. So we honor you. Um, uh, I want to, just we have a few minutes left. I want to open the floor. Like, is there anyone that has a question? Is there something that was named there? Maybe you're just hearing about the biogas project or um, the change in the community around both boys and girls now being, now being educated at an equal level. That is a beautiful thing. Um, the savings groups uh, that carry, there's so much that was named there. Um, is there any questions jumping up? Even if you went on the trip in the past and you know people by name, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, Chris, thank you. Just speak loud, okay? Good. <laughs> so, uh, I'm curious, I know we started as a project many years ago, and there's a succession of projects. Can we get walked through kind of where we're at and what's next? Yeah, thanks, Chris. So, for anyone online who couldn't hear Chris, Chris Raper just asked a little bit about the timeline of our journey. It goes back to 2005, and we partnered with the Sasiga Lowlands, 
And do, do, who wants to speak to that? Abera, Daniel? Yeah. Second it? <laughs> who knows it best? Okay, I can, I can, I can, <laughs> I can respond. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you. Uh, actually, this uh, partnership, as it was uh, discussed earlier, uh, it started some time back in 2005 with uh, That's uh, when our Lamprey. First trip was, yeah. yeah, but the project uh, was started in 2004 uh, mm -hmm. in the lowlands area. So we partnered in uh, nine communities in the lowlands. And so we had uh, different phases of the project. And so by uh, 2014, 2014, Yes, by 2014, we graduated uh, the communities, uh, achieving uh, some of the high-level uh, uh, well-being uh, targets uh, for the, the project. So we moved to the highland areas uh, uh, the same year, 2016, uh, uh, 2016, is it? Now? No, I mean, 2016 was... Uh, the end of the, the, yeah. the first project, and uh, 2014 we started in yeah. uh, the, the mid-highland areas. So since then we have come through two phases of project period. We have uh, five years of one phase, and so this is the second phase of the project, which we are planning to graduate this community in 2024. So next year. Next year, sept yeah. September. Yeah. So we hopefully uh, be uh, gracious to have uh, our brothers and sisters uh, also to come uh, for the graduation, as they did uh, back in uh, yeah. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Often the projects uh, begin with a neighboring community, or in some sense, as a community watches the benefit. Um, happening in that valley or that hillside, that c collection of villages ahead, they might start asking and inquiring and relationships get built. So sometimes, the, often the project, the next one starts to begin slightly before the, the other one has concluded. So they now have another region that is about equal distance from the main city in the area, Nakempt, where they're starting to talk about the next project beginning. Um, Abera lives in that region. The others live across the country in Addis. Uh, but Abra is on the ground, and you will be. Will you be leading the project for the next region as well? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Um, I just want to ask. Um, obviously, the last number of years, anyone that's been watching the news, paying attention uh, to Ethiopia, there's been a lot of political instability. Um, some uh, warring factions among peoples, um, as well as a global pandemic. Um, I, I'm wondering how today. Does life feel different uh, post, is it, does it feel like it always has? Does it feel like it did before? Is life in the Sasiga mid-highlands, is, is there increased tension in the area because of the national instability or is it kind of at a distance from it? Do you want to speak to that? Or who? Yeah, it's, it's like, yes, please. Thank you. Um, the conflict was uh, tense to the northern part of the country, which is already settled now because of the ceasefire. Uh, God has really has helped us a lot because of the severity of the conflict. Uh, it was, I mean, our concern, our prayer, but that's already resolved. But this Sasika project is implemented to the western part of the country. The western part of the country was known for 
peace. And you know, it's quiet, it's safe, secured. Uh, but you know, since the last you know, two, three years, there was also a conflict there, uh, which really affected, uh, I mean, our work uh, because of uh, the commitment of the staff, uh, because of uh, that the, the staffs are from the, the community, the trust already built uh, between the community and I mean, FH, regardless of the attack from the, we call them UAG, unspecified armed groups, uh, we managed to implement our project. We are really also respected, not only by the government, because of the hard work, because of the commitment of the staff, the UAGs, unspecified uh, armed groups were also, I mean, give due attention, you know, give respect to, to, to our work so that the investment we made was protected. It was not really affected like, you know, other places. So I would say the work was not as such jeopardized. And now the government is also on the peace process with those, uh, I mean, um, yeah, UAG groups. So we do anticipate that, the, I mean, the area will be peaceful. Yeah. So far, God has helped us. Um, I hope so that he, he will continue his favor on us. Thank One you. One last question, Samson, we take the microphone. I'm just Thank wondering you. for you as you, um, oh, I should take it to speak to the microphone. Um, sorry, thank you. Um, just, uh, there's a million things we could talk about, but for you at this point, as, as we look near the end of this project and towards another, um, what is encouraging you as you listen in on the work of FH in the Sasiga, is there a particular part of the project that you're most proud of? Or, yeah, something, what's encouraging you? Thank you, Scott. Yeah, uh, what makes me uh, encouraged, especially uh, while we are talking about the Sasiga community, uh, FH, uh, we have been doing a lot for the, uh, uh, as most of my colleagues said, uh, for the past couple of years, we were doing a lot with church, we were doing a lot with leaders, we were doing a lot with families. So we were uh, strongly doing to maintain the broken relationship that uh, uh, we have seen in the community. So uh, what makes me encouraged uh, too much uh, in the uh, life of Sasiga community, we have already uh, passed our vision. We have uh, already passed our uh, uh, internal goal that we have uh, uh, towards the leaders uh, inside that community, towards the uh, church community uh, inside uh, uh, Sasiga community. So the Sasiga community, I uh, honestly and dearly said that. Uh, even after we graduate, uh, after we graduate from that uh, community, the vision is already casted inside that community. So uh, I believe things will continue in a sustainable manner. People will do their best, especially uh, to change the lives of the most vulnerable. So uh, uh, our program highly focused on the education sector, highly focused on the livelihood sector, highly focused on the health and nutrition, as well as the disaster risk reduction. But 
I am very dare sure that uh, the church, the leaders and the families will uh, continue even after we graduate and uh, move to the new community that we plan. So uh, the capacity building that we done, the vision casting that we done, and most of the knowledge management program that we done inside the SIGA community uh, will not be interrupted after we graduate. So the issue of sustainability uh, will be seen even after uh, we uh, move out of Sasika. So uh, I'm uh, very sure uh, towards this uh, uh, point while uh, we are in Sasika. This is the most important thing comes into my mind. Thank you, Samson. Wonderful. That's awesome. Amen. <laughs> If you had not heard of Food for the Hungry, I hope that uh, you are intrigued to lean in a bit more. There are many agencies doing good work. Food for the Hungry has such a beautiful and proven model of sustainable, um, holistic change in the life of a community. They, this whole intention and plan that you do to actually have a graduation, to not just create long-term dependence, but empower the local community to bring, seek change and then know how to carry it forward, know how to continue to invest in their children, their livelihoods, leadership development, the empowerment of women in their communities. It's really beautiful. And we're very proud of you and we're so blessed to be a part of you. Abra, you have something more? Yeah. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to just to convey one message, you know. Uh, when we were in the lowland area, <clears throat> uh, there was one farmer told us that they used to go to Sasiga Mid Highland to buy cheese because there was no domestic animals in the, in the area because of trips or trypanosomiasis. Trips. Trips or livestock disease, trypanosomiasis. That is long distance, more than 50 kilometers. They need to go long distance. But lately, after the intervention of FH, the construction of vet post continued, medical equipment uh, provided, and animal population increased in the area. Nowadays, they are butter sailors, milk sailors. This is one point I want to mention for you. Secondly, the lowland area, there has not been coffee plantation in the area. It was bare land totally. But the, the project intervened and brought the lowland coffee variety from national research centers and provided to the community. And nowadays, those areas, meaning the area we went out, already graduated, that community is already graduated, nowadays they are coffee sellers. Amazing. So we, we are proud of it, you know, God has done a lot. The, we work it for community development and the glory of for God. Thank you. Thank you. They actually brought some coffee for us from their region, not from just Ethiopia on the other part of the country, but their own region. So that's exciting. All right, let's pray together. Um, I'm going to invite you to pray for us. That's a good and I will pray. Can we stand together, friends? Can we circle? Can we come up here more? Up in the light in the center. Thank you. 
All right, let's, um, let's open our hearts and pray with these for, for these friends. Jesus, I, I just think of you coming into a community. In the Gospels, we read the stories of you coming into a community and how lives are changed. It's what we say. And yet, at a very concrete level, um, families are restored. People who have begged at the edge of a water source, hoping for a miracle that never comes, find themselves given new strength to their bodies. Um, the, the cut off, the abandoned, the pushed away, get pulled into community. Um, families are rebuilt. As fathers become fathers, um, as relationships are restored. Lord, you are a God who has made the world and you love all that you have made. And we have heard today about a place and a people and a land even that you love and that in love you have sent FH, their brothers and sisters to come and serve with them and help them build a new life and move from hopelessness to empowerment and hope and wisdom and vision. So we thank you, God, so much for these sisters and brothers and for all the people that work with FH in Ethiopia and all the uh, community workers who serve under Abara and lead these projects who are today um, in worship with their community, tomorrow showing up to visit students, families, community leaders and partner with them on the ongoing projects that they're a part of. Lord, we ask for your anointing that you would anoint the work of their hands again this week, this week. And we pray with them for continued peace and reconciliation in their country among the different people groups and the warring factions. Lord, we ask for your peace. We thank you for the measure of peace that this Western region of Ethiopia has experienced. And we ask for your continued hand and protection upon these communities, these children, these families, these community leaders. And we ask, Lord, for your for the right steps toward the next project for them, toward a new community and the beginning of the whole cycle again, back to the beginning of phase one and assessing the needs and the resources of their community. God, we ask for your favor and your grace upon them, that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done, that your name would be hallowed as you provide for your people, as you restore relationships, as you rescue people, Lord, we bless you. Just before I pray, I want to say a few words. Um, if you remember, Abara started his presentation reading from a book of Hebrew, chapter 6, verse 10, that the Lord will acknowledge that we are doing while we are on this earth, that we'll never forget, but he will remember our good work. I was reading on the Passion Translation version 
Uh, it says amazingly, God, he will not remember our sin. But God remember the love and the good work that we do for others. This is a note written under that verse. So I would like to encourage all of you that whatever you do, whatever we, we do, God, he remembers. He will never and ever forget. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give glory to you, Lord. We praise your name for this day. We praise you for your mercy, for your goodness, for your protection, for your generosity in our life, Lord. It's because of your blessings that we are here, Lord. It's because of your mercy, it's because of your goodness that we are here. We thank you, Lord. Especially I pray, Lord, for this congregation. Let your blessing be upon them, Lord. They are here far away from the community in Sasiga, Lord. They have, most of them have never seen them. Most of them have never visited the place. But because of your love, they are providing what they have, Lord. That helped us, that helped FH Ethiopia, that helped FH Canada to support the needy people there, Lord. We have seen an amazing change in the lives of thousands of the poor people in that rural community, Lord. All this is because of you. We thank you and we honor you, Lord. As it is written on Luke 21, verse 4, Lord, you observed to the widow who was giving an offering of very small sense, Lord. You honored because she gave that with full commitment. She gave that offering sacrificially, Lord, and you honored that. Lord, we ask you to honor the gift that this congregation has been providing for such a longer period of time, Lord, to those communities. We ask you to honor their giving. We ask you to bless this congregation, Lord. Be with this congregation, Lord. Let your blessing be poured upon this church. Not only the physical blessing, Lord, the heavenly blessing, the blessing of your word, the blessing of your Holy Spirit. Be with them, Lord. Let them reach out, not to only Sasiga, but let them reach out to so many millions of peoples, not only through their physical giving, but also reaching out through the ministries, Lord. Be with them, guide them. I also pray, Lord, to you. We don't know how some of our brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers are living in what kind of challenge. We don't know, we don't have idea, but I pray, Lord, let your blessing be, let your wisdom, let your healing be upon our brothers and upon our sisters, upon all these congregations, upon all the leaders, Lord. Be your favor be with them. Be your strong arm be with them so that they will be successful in their life. We thank you again, Lord, for the time you have given us. Let all the glory be to you and your mercy and your goodness be upon us. I pray in Jesus' name.
Amén.